Black Pushenanigans Podcast with Brian, Connor, and Josh. Today, we have Brian. Brian. Hello. You are Native American. Is this true? Are you really? That's <laughs> <laughs> so bad, dude. Wait a second. That's so stupid. Wait a second. <laughs> Wait. Like, American... Indigenous? Well, I'm American. I'm the most American you can get. That's true. That's pretty cool. That's the way I think about it. What's up? I like it. Well, maybe can you tell us maybe just a little bit of, you know, maybe a little bit of your experience just growing up on living on the reservation, maybe a little bit about your interactions with the whites <laughs> wow with us lovely white folks uh maybe a little bit about um being on the res and going to church that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um yeah just well, talk a little bit and we'll just we'll jump in somewhere along the way but we'll try to be quiet for a bit yeah yeah so i grew up on a pretty relatively mild reservation compared to like down south and Navajo and stuff like that. But um, it's definitely a lot better than what it used to be. And it's still on a come up. You see a lot less uh, single wides and double lines, you know what I mean? But I mean, growing up, I grew up in a double wide, which isn't horrible, but I mean, middle class, very middle class. But um, I think the biggest part about growing up on the res is having like the woods around you. Um, this is going to be a really slow podcast because... I'm a slow talker. I would just like to say there is nothing wrong with the term double wide. People have been calling me it for years, and I would like to take it back. It's okay. It's nothing wrong with it. Double wides are great. I prefer the word bungalow myself. But I prefer... uh, (laughs) Josh is about to jump across. Big fat fatty house. (laughs) The big fat fatty house. That's fine. Big fat fatty. But, um, (laughs) anywho. Yeah. Anywho. (laughs) Yeah, I grew up where the sunset meets the meets the land. You know, we're probably where... gonna have at least two or three people that are expecting more of that. I know, right? So I'd like to cross through. I mean, there is a lot of that. You know, like I grew up with some pretty awesome views just right in my backyard. We'll get to the eagle story later. <laughs> you know, I gotta tell it. You gotta to tell it. But um, there's a lot of um disdain. For a Christian faith, really any anything other than the native way, and I don't really think that's like a it's more of a reaction than uh started out that way because when the white man came, you know what I mean, it was like, no, you're wrong, we're right, and we're gonna kill all of you because of it, you know what I mean that's kind of like the vibe you get from history. You know what I mean? Which I don't really think was really the vibe or really the attitude. But, I mean, actions do speak louder than words. And you grow up on a reservation with the the boarding schools and stuff like that and all the, the buildings still up. You know what I mean? And it's kind of hard to be like, you kind of almost feel like a traitor to your own kind when you say you're a Christian. And then you realize what 
Christians, air quotes, did to your tribe personally, you know what I mean? And um, so I always felt kind of left out of a lot of the traditional values and a lot of like the longhouse type thing, you know what I mean? Because my mom, my mom grew up Christian or was Christian and um, I don't know what her story is or anything, you know, she's really kind of seclusive about that. But she's saved and she tells me how she got saved and all this stuff, you know. But I grew up in that sort of household where my mom saved, my dad isn't. And, um, but I mean, it kind of worked out still, you know what I mean? Because I, I kind of have more of a heart, I guess, for the lost. Right. You know what I mean? Because the lost is right in my house. You know what I mean? And it's hard to talk to my dad and really any of my family because there is that bit of it's the white man's religion and right there's a lot of bad history and bad blood behind all of it and you also want to be respectful to your elders and your father and your mother and stuff you know and all your aunts and uncles so i can't really be super aggressive with it you know what I mean? Yeah. Just because I also want to have a relationship with them, you know? And I don't know if you've, how many of my uncles and aunts and stuff you've met, but I've, I grew up in a really solid family. You know what I mean? Right. And, um, not many people are, were so for, as fortunate as I was. Um, a lot of my uncles and aunts kind of already went through the whole the whole gambit through the gauntlet already with all the drugs and alcohol and were already out of the fight and giving up a lot of that stuff and all the partying. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, say my cousins, their dad was a meth dealer. <laughs> you know what I mean? And... I remember going over to their house and playing hide-and-seek, and then when I think back about it, it's like, don't go in that room, and remembering the things I would see in that room, and I was like, holy cow, there's a meth lab, right? <laughs> yeah, we were playing hide-and-go-seek in the meth lab, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and um, I think that kind of reflected on what kind of childhood they had and the trauma that they got. And um, I guess a lot of that kind of scared me straight you know because i guess when i was five i made like a profession of faith and i really did believe that okay i said this prayer and i'm going to heaven right and if i were to die right there i don't think i would go to hell because no. that was just like as far as my understanding went sure and as i grow grew older to like 13 and stuff like that and growing up in public school it was like getting completely surrounded by all the wiles of the devil type thing you know what i mean hmm. and you you can see firsthand of all your some of your friends and acquaintances in school kind of like they get into all that drugs and alcohol and you know it's not like a 
super big deal at the time. It's like, oh, whatever, they're drinking. Everyone's drinking, whatever. And then you wake up one morning and your cousin's crying because his best friend just got hit right on Route 5 by a drunk driver. You know what I mean? Hmm. It's just like almost every catastrophe I can think of in my life, there was drugs or alcohol involved. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it's always centered, stuff that's centered around my family is always, whenever something bad happens to one of my cousins, drugs and alcohol is involved. You know what I mean? So I've always kind of been like running scared from that stuff. And um, it was getting to the point where I was like, I'm just going to give up. It was kind of like a, Everyone's falling into it. It's going to be my turn soon. You know what I mean? And there's there's no way out of this type type yeah, of kind of like the mentality of like this is this is like our our family, our people's destiny. Like it's inescapable. Kind of like the kid who has an alcoholic dad who beats him and then grows yeah. up to be an alcoholic because well, this is what it, this is just what the future holds. Kind mm-hmm. of mentality. Yeah, it was pretty much that. It was like I was just waiting for that last time that I can't say no, where I finally just crack under peer pressure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, in 2012 in uh, August at um, Pastor Heist's church, I don't know who the pastor was at the time. Uh, pastor Darling. Darling. Yeah. But um, he had a meeting with uh, Don Hardman. I don't even remember what he preached. And a lo- even like a couple of days before that, I had your dad at Sunday. I think it was Sunday. Or it was a Wednesday, sir. One of those two. But I remember at New Hope saying, I'm saved. And praying, dear Lord, save me. And realizing like what I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like what I, what I really lacked, you know, and kind of coming to complete terms of and full understanding of what the whole deal is. And it was kind of like, I'm going to pray this prayer, but it's not going to work. Right. And, um, there was, um, it was kind of like one last shot with, uh, Hardman where, um, I don't even know what he said, but it was like, I got to, I got to finally just let go and let God type thing. Right. And it was, I was like holding on so tight to like, cause like I got to be in control. I can't, I can't let, I was just scared. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, you look one way, you're a traitor to your people. The other way you're just, waiting to die hmm. you know what i mean and somewhere's in the middle is where i got pointed and and i really kind of related to how john fourteen six is jesus is the way the truth and the life and no man comes to the father but by him and i kind of latched on to that verse and kind of went, okay, I can let go. 
and I can let Jesus because he can do anything. Hmm. You know what I mean? If he can rise again on the third day, then he can pick me up out of a scummy reservation. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it was kind of like that song that I sang at that one, Who Can Do Anything? That song is just, yeah, just rings in me all the time. You know what I mean? There's like, three songs that are always keeping me going you know and um that song really got me through college because after i went all through i got saved i'm gonna say when I, I got saved when i got five and i really solidified it when in 2012 you know what i mean yeah got the assurance got yeah the rest of the understanding of yeah and I kind of turn into that, like, um, cringy Christian type, you know what I mean? It's like, because no, it's like, I wanted not. everyone else to be like me, you know what I mean? Mm. And I would just wanted friends, and there's a lot of, like, how come they're allowed to do that and I'm not? Mm. You know what I mean? How come I'm being held to a higher standard? You know what I mean? But, um, fear of missing out on that. Kind yeah, of I had a lot of FOMO, and I attribute a lot of like my upbringing in a church to my awkwardness and <laughs> in public, you know, <laughs> you know, like I, I cannot talk to women, dude. It's so bad. Like, I really That's do. That's actually one of the funniest things to watch is watching you tr but, try. Um, <laughs> I, I blame that on the church, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, but, um. After that, I went to college, and I was, like, going through that. I went to parties and everything else, you know, and being the designated driver because I went through all that where, like, in high school, you're kind of like, come on, man, try it. And then you go to college, it was like, you haven't done this yet? You know what I mean? It was kind of, like, shocking. What's to, like, wrong with you? How? Yeah, how are you doing this without drinking or smoking or, like, and at that point, a lot of them have been dependent on drugs and alcohol or some sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, it was kind of like I'm still hanging on. I'm still kind of weak. But it was just kind of just keep your eyes on Jesus and keep going. You know what I mean? And um, I remember... I finally graduated. Well, I turned 21, and I remember thinking, like, well, technically, it's I'm not. It's not illegal for me to drink anymore. Mm. And it's like, how do I wear this light? It's not wrong to have one drink. That was kind of mm, yeah, floating yeah. in my as long mind. As you're not drunk. Yeah. But I was like, if I can make it through all that until I'm 21, completely sober, what's Which the rest of my life? It's pretty unheard of on the reservation. You know? you know what I mean? And it was kind of, in my mind, I was like, well, somebody has to do it. Yeah. Somebody's got to show the youth that. It's possible. It's possible. Yeah, man. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think of when I was at college, my cousin, my cousin Melanie overdosed and passed away. And it was like the most like shocking thing. Like, cause like it was always kind of like happening around me, but not to me. Yeah. And it finally happened to me. And I've never, and people are crying around me that I've never seen cry before. I never seen my dad cry before. I've never seen my uncle cry before. I've never, I've never seen my family be so emotional. Right. Even my extended family, because especially on my dad's side, we're kind of like abrasive, I guess. Like we love to laugh. There's everyone on the reservation is probably the most eager people to laugh. But at the same time, it's like um, normal conversation sounds very abrasive. You know what I mean? A little little rougher, a little tougher. Yeah. But it was like seeing all that turn into crumbled mourning over my cousin Melanie and I was like holy cow you know what I mean like it was kind of like another wake up call I keep getting wake up calls and you know what I mean and I keep getting like whispers of like just do it then something would happen and I would have that peace about you know I'm not going to do it because that just happened Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And um, I've considered myself very lucky to have the family that I have because they've always been really supportive of it. You know what I mean? Mm. I still get left out a lot, and I don't see a lot of my family now in recent times because it's like all they want to do now is that kind of stuff. Right. And I want to be around them, but um, you can't be unequally equally yoked, right? You know that's just not that's not just for a marriage. That's in friendships. That's in your acquaintances and stuff like that. And yeah, you you is it, it's going to bring you down. You know what I mean? And now I'm I'm able to make the choice to say I'm just going to stay over here now, right? You know what I mean? And I'm not going to let you hurt me. I love you, but you're not going to hurt me. I'm not going to let that hurt you hurt me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not going to let you drag me down because you're down. Hmm. Even though I love you, I can't let that happen because someone has to stand up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, and I think, like, me and my brother and sister we're like the only ones in like my entire extended family that haven't done any drugs or alcohol as far as as like as I can think of right now right you know what I mean and it's like someone has to do it you know what I mean like there has to be one person that could point that people can point to and say to their children, you can do it without all that. 
And when they ask me how I did it, I say I gave my life to Jesus. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's really the only way. <laughs> you know? It's just... I... I appreciate that. My testimony. Like, I I point people to you a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, look at this guy. He made it all the way. He did it. I think me and you are kind of like two sides of the same coin. I didn't realize how, um, like, how many similarities there were to, like, our, like, salvation story and stuff like that. I, like, years apart, but, like, it was the same preacher that was preaching and, like, the same verse and and really dealing with kind of the the same thing where it's, like, it doesn't matter what other people are doing with the truth. Like, well, you have to come to terms with, oh, but all these people, like, these people came over that were so-called Christians and so-called had the truth, and look what they did. You know, and it's like, I think most recently, like, you mentioned a little bit about, like, the boarding schools and stuff like that and the building. Like, I, a lot of people don't know about that, but, like, right on the reservation here on 438, you have what used to be the Thomas Indian School. And I remember talking with uh, Ruth Conjockety, which I'm pretty sure you were related to her, right? I was told that she was my great aunt. Yeah. So she got saved. My dad led her to the Lord really late in life. But she used to tell stories. And she was one of the kids that, like, got kidnapped, like, from the side of the road by these nuns. And they... Took, took these kids, kidnapped them, put them in this school, and we're and we're like, we're gonna save you. And how are we gonna save you? We're gonna cut your hair. We're gonna stop you from speaking your language. They would beat them for speaking their own language, and that's what they did with the so-called truth. Was like, well, we're gonna we're gonna save you, and we're gonna turn you into this picture of what we think you ought to be, instead of. Like you said, John fourteen six, showing them Jesus. Like they w- they wanted to show these people their way. They wanted of, them to be American. Yeah, or, or they wanted you to be to you know. Assimilate. They wanted to kill the Indian, save the man. Was the logo? Yeah, hmm. yeah. Which is you know what too I mean? often people get caught up in that kind of stuff where they. They think that they're the Holy Spirit, and that well, we're gonna if we change this, this, and this about him, that'll save them. And it's like, you're not Jesus, you know. Mm-hmm. But that, it was just interesting to me, like that that verse, how God uses that verse when you're dealing with those things, like massive hypocrisies and and massive problems of of legitimate things and legitimate concerns. But still, at the end of the day, it's like that's kind of how you reconcile with those those things is like yeah but it's not it's not about that other stuff that peripheral stuff it's about what's what is the actual truth mm-hmm. and that's jesus so like i, I think that's cool <clears throat> that we both kind of like our salvation story leads back to that same verse and and the same preacher and stuff that's kind of i cool. didn't even realize how famous that verse was either until right a little long line you know it was just like i found this verse and it's like this one was for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, it was, I always viewed the white man coming over here and 
You know, like, if you look at all the different races of the world, we're all brothers in one family that was created by Adam and Eve and then by God. And I think I link it back to the story of Joseph, where your brothers throw you in a pit Hmm. and sell you into slavery, try to kill you, and all this evil, but your brothers might have meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Hmm. You know, if we didn't go through that, we wouldn't have that reputation of being so resilient. You know what I mean? It really is like the reason that whole Thomas Indian school is still standing is it's a symbol of you can't kill us. Right. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like we're here in spite of you. And I kind of think that's God telling these evil people, you weren't supposed to do that. Right. And now these people have passed on. And I think of these people that really did mean it for evil, how scared they must be standing in front of the full glory of God. And they have to confess. And it's undeniable. There's no hiding. And they're going to pay. You know what I mean? Mm. And it's kind of like a, a a grim way to look at it, but, I mean, it kind of helps me feel better if what happened to my ancestors. I don't know if that's wrong to feel that way, but I look at it as God meant it for good. And now I have two friends here I have racing I have hockey I have all these wonderful things here still that who knows what I'd be doing right now if 1492 didn't happen you know what I mean Hmm. that's like the good part of it you know and I wouldn't have never heard probably never heard of Jesus if that didn't come over right you know and that's the real Storyline for me is like it's the whole like all the different races of the world are Joseph's brothers and some brothers are evil to each other. And I really think all things will work together for good to them that love the world, love the Lord. Right. (laughs) But. Well, and then in the end, all those brothers were reconciled to one another. Yeah, and I think that a lot of that is happening now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of that evil is gone. I mean, it's still there, some of it, but it's not as like, like I'm not walking down the street and getting kidnapped. (laughs) Yeah, you know what I mean? I think, like these, not to say there's no hatred left in the world or anything, but I think, personally, I encounter more ignorance than actual like hatred or racism like and i mean i might see something online here and there but i mean like actual personally like last 10 years i don't i don't know if i've personally encountered much hatred you there's people that are ignorant about things and say things and some people react to those things oh that's racist or that's like wow 
I think I think racist implies like like a hateful intent. I think you can you can be an idiot without being racist. You know, you can be dumb or ignorant. You know, like that's why I like conversations like this where you can talk back and forth and you know because so, some people are they they just have what they have in their mind they don't even think to ask questions or they're too afraid to ask questions or i don't know i have a one of the guys i work with he um he's german now he asked me what do native americans and germans have in common he keeps saying i don't like it when <sighs> people date outside of their race or like when germans date other people and it's just like Am I dirty to you or something? Wow. You know what I mean? And it's... Yeah. But, he, but the same, he was almost like expecting you to like agree with him. Yeah. Yeah. I just kind of looked at him and wasn't... I don't know about that, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of just left it at that, you know? And kinda... He's pr- just the product of his circumstances and how he's been raised. Yeah. And stuff. He probably wasn't sure. thinking like, I'm going to ruin this kid's day, you know? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Like but he's I mean, writing in his journal and be like, get another one today. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, man. It's just like really like, there's a lot of stuff online you would not like, buddy. <laughs> See, so you asked, you you kind of answered my, I was going to, my question was going to be like, when you came, as far as being Christian and being Native American, how you kind of like reconciled those, like, because you said, Oh, how do I choose? You know, if if I'm looked at as a traitor to my people or this and then, but then you kind of you answered it with that verse and because I always like to ask people when like because there's some people who say, well, I have a hard time coming up with answers when people ask me, you know, well, why? So I always like to ask people like, what specifically convinced you? Like, what? Why is it that you don't feel like a traitor to your people, or do you still feel that, or? You know, there's kind of remnants of it, you know, especially when I'm just around my family, right? You know what I mean? And I'm like the only one that's <laughs> what is happening here. I wish there was like an overhead camera to watch, yeah. that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, I kind of get that because like I get badgered. Like, not constantly, but, like, every time it even sort of comes up. It's like, these white people can't leave us alone. There's, there's, like, I don't even know how many churches there are on one reservation here. Every single denomination, you know, everything. And it's just, like, first off, I don't even think half of them are supposed to be on the res. No one gave them permission to put a church there. I know one lady in particular that owns three different churches, and they're three different denominations. So, It's still like she's not in hot water, but like the only reason those churches are there is because she's alive. Right. And as soon as she dies, those churches are probably gone. Right. Well, you yeah, because I mean? whoever, you know, and you have another famous land dispute, and yeah, the Norris guys get on out of here. But, like, very, very defensive over the reservation. What I always thought that was funny, with anybody, whether it be not just Native Americans, but, like, when when people say it's, oh, it's a white man's religion, it just seems so funny because, like, 
white people, Gentiles. Like, it wasn't our religion. We weren't, like, the <laughs> they didn't even want to give it to us. <laughs> you know? Like, that's usually Paul, the first thing I say. Paul brought it to the the whites. <laughs> I said that to the another whites, guy. At you work. know, so it's like it's not, it's not our religion. You know, I kind of think Catholicism is your religion. Came over, it's, but not your, but like the white people religion is Catholicism. Yeah, right, who made right, Jesus? Right, right. And that's what you know? came over to uh, America. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but that's the nonsense. And that I, there's, I'm always like fighting for like the distinction to be made. That it's not that I'm not fighting to say that what those people did was right or what anything that they believe is right. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, it's just how do you do any of the white man's religion that always gets me because it's like they didn't even want to give it to us. (laughs) Well, even like, like, even so, that's not it, still came from a foreign place and it's getting pushed on us. You know, that's always their view. It was like, these people won't leave us alone. We're Now we're, we've shrunk from millions to this couple little reses in the you know what I mean? Yeah. And they've just gotten to a very defensive attitude. You know what I mean? Well, what's funny is, like, if you look back to the roots of a lot of things that Native Americans believe, like Longhouse and how they, like the stories of the creator and all this stuff. All of that, like, I'm like, yeah, that's God. You know what I mean? Like, those stories came down, like, came down from the beginning. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you're just missing the application. That's all. Like, there's so much in, like, Longhouse, the little bit that I've been privy to, that to me speaks of God. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's God. That's mm-hmm. God. That's God. Look, look there. That's God. Look there. That's God. So like, I don't really think that it's that different. Like the stories so that are there, but it's just that the application is wrong and they, they're just missing Jesus, you know? Hmm. And Jesus, which Jesus, I think what was the Jesus point? ain't no white. <laughs> I think was kind of like what the good that God meant. Of the Europeans coming over. Yeah, they just knew. dropped the ball when they got here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they dropped the ball, but they still yeah. got over here. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And, like, the people that dropped the ball meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Right. Now we have Jesus. Right. You know what I mean? And that's, that's kind of the thing that's been um, really lighting me up lately is that whole story of Joseph and you know what I mean and having like all these crazy things happen to you if you still believe in God you're gonna be alright you know what I mean Yeah, you're gonna have ups and downs but you're still gonna be alright you know what I mean but I mean just that part was God meant it for evil or <laughs> you meant it for evil but God meant it for good is always like on repeat in my mind Yeah, you know what I mean and I, that's really just been on my heart lately, you know. Yeah. So, Connor, do you have um, any specific questions that you'd like to ask the young Native American man sitting next to you? So I heard that there's a lot of kind of creepy stuff that goes on. Have you seen anything like that? 
Hmm. I've been in places in the woods. Like one story, I was driving my four-wheeler, and I just stumbled upon like this. It was probably just somebody's little hangout in the woods. But it felt so dark and yeah. so like evil feeling. Hmm. I didn't even like, I just remember looking, seeing a couple of sticks standing up, and I'm just turning around, I'm out of here. Because it just felt so weird. That's one of the biggest ones that stand in my head. And um, one time, I, I swear, I seen like a, I describe it as like an evil, like turkey looking thing. <laughs> <laughs> so after the races, me and my cousin, my cousin Nick was um, driving me home. And over in Irving, there's a bunch of couple cornfields. And right across of, from Hawk Meadows, this like, crazy looking things runs across the road and it's just dead quiet in the truck driving and we get a couple miles down the road and i'm just like you saw that too right he's like dude i have no idea what it was it was just like we have no idea what it was it looked like feathers were flying off of it and stuff like that and it didn't look like it looked like it was floating like it floated across Hmm. Like, I didn't see any wings flapping, nothing. It just looked like floated across, and, like, there's pieces coming off of it. There's this really bizarre-looking thing. Mm. And um, a lot of the times the most creepy things happen is when I'm home alone and my family's on vacation. Like, when they go camping a lot, it's like, my house just feels weird, dude. <laughs> Like, you hey, know. Uh, hey, hey, bud, can I come spend the night? <laughs> <laughs> I, I legit do that every once in a while. <laughs> and, like... What, you want to just play video games all night? And <laughs> stay awake and not, never go to sleep night, ever? Just put all the lights on? And <laughs> no, no. <laughs> One night, they they were at camping, and I was kind of doing, like, all the, the checklist of duties, you know? And take the trash out. <laughs> duties. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> And turning all the lights off and stuff like that. And I finally, like, got all the lights off. I get to my room and turn my light off. And I lay down. As soon as my head touches my pillow, I hear the front door open. Something run across the whole house. And then out the back door. Within, like, a second. Like, it sounded like chaos just happened in in, in my house. And then... Like Tom was Stop. chasing Jerry. Yeah, it was like <laughs> legit. Like, what in the world's happening? I thought like there's an animal in here or something. So we go walking out there, and all the lights are on. <laughs> I just turned this. I'm out of here. <laughs> I I left. I I drove around. I messaged you. I was like, dude, all the lights turned on by themselves. I don't know what's happening. You know, like like if a person did that. They must have been faster than Usain Bolt. Because it was just like, yeah. done. Was it a mess in the house, or was it just all the lights were on? Just all the lights were on. And the doors, were they closed or open? They were closed. That's so weird. Now, I would say, I know there will be people that listen to this and, and like roll their eyes. And I used to be one of them. But if you've if you've never experienced 
those types of dark things and you just don't i mean good for you (laughs) (laughs) i'm very happy for you um i don't even like to get into too much of it but i just do it for the podcast like (laughs) when we're living on the reservation you know stuff goes on and it's that realm is very real and it's nothing to be taken lightly and just got to pray up man and i you know uh, just thank god that i'm saved and plead the blood of christ and just be like god you're gonna have to take care of this because i don't know i remember like my dad one time like somebody was somebody was having those types of issues on the reservation and he was like you know like the young preacher kind of you know fluffed up a little bit you know and he was like praying and he was like well, you wanna you wanna mess with somebody? Come mess with me," he said, like in his prayer. Oh, <laughs> and <it> yeah, <laughs> yikes! Guess what? We dealt with some stuff. Like we had like a ended up having like a bunch of the guys and preachers and stuff from old time come down and like go through and like pray through every room in the house and stuff. And like we really went through some some wild stuff, and it really like opened up my eyes to like, okay, there's a whole nother world uh, going on and uh, i mean even just more thankful like okay wow. glad we've got god because and it used to be I, I don't get it as much now there are times that i do but like when we first came down the reservation in the 90s like as soon as you crossed like the barrier on the reservation you would just you would feel like heavy like like there's a there's an oppression on the on the land and I and it's like it's a sad thing and it and it kind of like gives you that burden of like well what can what can be done I my prayer is kind of like you said about there's so many churches and so like and then there's the attitude of like oh there's all these like white people coming. Do you ever see a possibility of the reservation becoming like self-sufficient? Do you think that'll ever happen? Because I, I, that's my prayer for the reservation. I would like to see something like that happen. And I mean like self-sufficient in every way, not only to like see grocery, like you guys, the last 20 years of like leaps and bounds have been made on the reservation, Mm -hmm. you know, with the, you know, state-of-the-art, top-of-the-line fire department and stuff like that, businesses, stuff's going on. But, I mean, I'd like to see grocery stores and, you know, the banks. And You guys got a credit union or something? I don't know. Yeah, we got a credit union. Right? And doctors and all that. I'm like, but that being said, on the spiritual side of that, I, I think what the reservation really needs is native pastors and, you know, people that... I'm not saying I'm, you know, I'm not telling you what your calling is or anything, but I'm just saying, like people like you that have made that choice and decided, no, I'm not a traitor to my people. I'm, I love the Lord and I love my people enough to to try to try to share the truth with them. And um, I mean, I know Pastor Brooks does that like a little bit. Um, yeah, but do you do you see? that in the future do you think that that could happen like a self-sufficient reservation uh, 
both in you know materially and physically i think so especially with generation that's on the res kind of like the older generation you know is dying off and a lot more open-minded people are coming up and um I think they'd be a lot more open to hearing the gospel. You know what I mean? Because a lot of the traditional ways are being lost, frankly. Mm-hmm. You know? And not that losing those ways are good, but it does leave a door open. You know what I mean? Yeah. And... um it's kind of an it interesting sounds like balance, traitor talk. You know? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's that balance between like culture and spirituality and and culture and because it's like when you get saved, it's like a lot of that kind of falls away. If it, like, especially if there's a part of your culture that contradicts how you're supposed to be, and then you think of this life is only just a short little drop in the bucket compared to eternity mm-hmm. and that you know when we have salvation that we we become citizens of heaven and we're so it's like if i'm a citizen of heaven for millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of years what does my 80 year culture compare with that but then there's also like culture doesn't come from nowhere and there's a lot of beauty and history and that as well so do you do you struggle with that at all or like is there pieces of your of your culture that you feel conflict or are and then opposite of that question are there pieces of your culture that you find fit just fine yeah to both of those but I, <laughs> <laughs> very in-depth answer right there <laughs> well i'm getting into it but like <laughs> Like, I always struggle, like, like how dare you grow your hair longer than your shoulders, according to Baptists, you know what I mean? Right. And I don't know how much scripture actually supports that. Because I've always read that verse as, like, it's a shame for a man to have long hair. Right. I always read that in the context of he's describing of what... Like the hair of a woman? He's describing, like... I'm trying to think of like what the context was of that verse, but like it didn't like you have to really isolate that verse to really say, no, you can't have long hair, right? You know what I mean? Because the author of that book, he was trying to describe how weird it is to like it's natural, like it's a natural conclusion to come to that there is a creator type of thing you know what i mean you follow sort of not really my brain i almost have to like go to that verse well i I, i've heard it say like okay well one verse says that it's a shame but does it say does shame mean sin right and then also are they talking about you know describing their culture and then okay, that's kind of what I was getting. What, at. And then everybody says, "Well, what about Samson?" And they say Samson had that share because he was wearing the shame of his people. And 
Think, it's just a lot that. more complicated like, than a yes or no thing. But then you deal with thousands of years of Native American culture where your hair is literally the opposite of shame. And it's your hair is is honor. And it you know, I remember I won't say any names, but I was I was privy to a Native American man who had a very, very long ponytail and when his father died at the graveside, he cut off his ponytail and put it in the grave. And it was like this, it was like a big deal, you know, it was like a big... He's leaving a piece of himself with... Right. And that kind of made me think a little different to where, you know, okay, does does the reason why you have your long hair matter? <laughs> you know, because there's a lot of people who have long hair because they're rebellious. Or because they want to look a certain way, you know, and then like what well, I mean, is a lot actual, of like what my is culture long? ends up in that kind of weird, <laughs> yeah, what yeah. What is long? You know what I mean? Yeah, just like a lot of the like the social dances and stuff like that are viewed as pagan. Mm. You know what I mean? Rain dance. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I used to do a mean rain dance. Oh my, here we go. <laughs> but I'm oh, sorry. But um, you guys touching feet again, bro? Yeah, I didn't mean no. to. It's, it's happened a few times already. Yeah. Know? Honestly, we just ignore anything. it most yeah. of the time now. Yeah. We just say sorry to get you included. Because <laughs> so. we're, we're bigger than the problem. But like like a lot of the dances and a lot of the songs. Like I don't really do any of the songs because I don't know what any of them mean. Hmm. Smart. You know, I don't want to like accidentally summon a demon or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but no, it's I'm like, some, like, <laughs> like the way like a big one of the unique things with um, Seneca's is they have a water drum right? where you tune it to your own voice. And it makes a really beautiful, rich sound. You know what I mean? And it sounds awesome. But it's like, at what point are you... Like, I don't know what they're singing about. Hmm. You know? Right. For all I know, he's like saying death to... Whatever, you know. Kill Whitey. No. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then um, some of it was just like a, what it is, is just a social dance. It's just, it's right. turned into competitions and we all gather around and just have a good time and look at that guy dancing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't really think that's wrong. But then again, it's like, what are the words they're saying? I mean, is there a way to find out? I don't know. I've been pretty, I didn't grow up very traditional, like Seneca traditional, you know what I mean? Right. Because my mom was Christian already. Right. And my dad wasn't very traditional because just the way he grew up was they had a farm. And right. Then later on they had a scrapyard. Right. You know what I mean? And um, so he didn't have a lot of those like, he had some of the values, but it was like, I've never been to Longhouse. Right. I've never even entered into the Longhouse. Hmm. Even for, like, funerals, I kind of just wait outside. Yeah, me either. That's <laughs> one of the things they're very protective about. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but, I mean, like, me being one of the people, you'd think I'd be in there. Right. You know what I mean? The closest I've ever gone is, like, walked up to the porch and looked inside. You know what I mean? And I remember 
some of the weird things that my uncle would talk about. This is the one that did meth and stuff like that too. So I mean, take this mm. with a grain of salt. But <laughs> he'd say like they'd be doing like different ceremonies and stuff like that, and like there'd be animals talking to them and stuff like that. I don't really think that's hmm. that's very. Um, I don't really think that comes from God. I don't know. You know? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I really, I just don't know. I'm all, I'm really on the fence about a lot of it. Yeah. But some of the stuff, like at funerals, they have like a medicine. Right. To me, that's just kind of, all right, I'll do it because it's tradition. And sometimes it's like, I'm not going to do it because that probably has something evil right, in right. it. Don't say too much about that. I don't want to get you in. I'm very protective about talking about longhouse stuff and all that, so I don't want to get you in any, any undue hot water. Yeah, well, well it's out there. I hear you. But, um, I don't know. I think some of it does go to the point where nature itself proclaim, proclaims the existence of God. Right. You know what I mean? Where we have a creator, you know, and the creation story is kind of a fun creation story, I think, because <laughs> we're all spread across the turtle's back. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that's really unique. And there's some, the there's. Yeah, that's the. He's a turtle earther, I, I hear. Giant turtle. All flat earther. Turtle earther. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's like, bro, you just some... started TikTok about yeah. <laughs> the theory. I mean, if you look at a zoomed out version of, of America, you see a turtle. a turtle. <laughs> you can make an outline of a turtle. I'm not even kidding. I've seen them. I've oh, seen really? Them. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, there's like definite parallels of the creation yeah. stories. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, there's a woman that came and birthed a person out of. A miracle. You know what I mean? Right. Like this woman birthed somebody out of her armpit. You know, for us, a virgin birthed Jesus. You know, those are imp- impossible. Right. You know what I mean? There's, there's like different parallels. There's like there's these miracles or I kind of think of it as a game of telephone. Right. Where it's like it probably all came from the same spot. Yeah. Right. Well, that's what I. That's what I'm saying. Like when I. You know what I mean. The, like I said, the few things that I do know, it's like, yeah, like I think no, I see, you probably from might know more than me, and, yeah. because I've been so kind of isolated from it. Well, I've been down here a long time. Yeah. Been around for you know since like '94, so it's. I've always wanted it's been to have. A bit. Sorry. I've well, always wanted to like have my own regalia and stuff like that. Just because it's a symbol. Hmm. You know, I'm I'm a Seneca man. You know? But I mean, like... Sometimes you say that around the wrong people and you get the weird looks like, that's pagan, bro. That You can't be wearing that. You know, all the feathers. That's a, you know what I mean? Hmm. It's just like... The feathers aren't like... They're, they're symbols. Yeah, it's part of part of the culture. Yeah. It's not I would I would say it would be kind of like a kilt. You get Scottish people up there who wear kilts still. Mhm. And mm-hmm. 
there are people who think that you know if you wear a kilt then um, it's more like if you wear a kilt then you're effeminate because it's like a dress mm-hmm. but mm. not even going to talk about that no it's, it's, it's part of hairy the, legs <laughs> It's just wear a dress and throw logs around. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's part of the culture. So I get where I get where you're going. Yeah. It's yeah. it's cool. You know, I've I like I've I've always had a heart to try and learn the language. Yeah. Especially in high school. But it's like no one speaks it, so it's hard to keep up with. Yeah. You know, and I would like to have a Seneca name. I but you say, gotta. I can say thank you. That's all. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> but I would like to have a Seneca name, and to me, that would be like my real name because that's. Wait, you don't have one? No, you got to go to the Longhouse for it. What? Hmm. Wow. And it's like, a, do I go? Is it participating? Do I have to do something weird? You know what I mean? Right. Hmm. I don't know. Is like, it I don't something wanna, that you I don't want to accidentally do a satanic ritual and so my best friend growing up like we were friends for a long time and he told me his which I was, was like he's like you're the only white that knows. <laughs> 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 I felt really like I was like really inside the circle on that one. But I didn't I don't remember him ever going to. I mean, if that if you're saying that's how you get it, I didn't. I didn't. I don't remember him going. Just, you got to go and find somebody from the longhouse, and hmm. f- I think you you go to somebody from the longhouse, and they'll find somebody that doesn't know you, hmm. and they huh. they kind of like look at you, and they find a thing to describe you. Hmm. Well, you know, you know what, I mean? what I've named you. I already know. <laughs> Young Warrior. <laughs> oh, man, that TV show's awesome. Just goes to the TV show. Ever watch Reservation Dogs? I don't think he'd like it. Really? What? You hmm. gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta know, I think. It's I'm learning gotta... all about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I like, listen, uh, listen, I've, I've experienced this. If you. I've shown a white smoke signals who had never had any dealings with Native Americans, and they were like, this is dumb. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, for a while, it was like the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. Well, I think like, I would, everybody would do the voice. Everybody different like, than that. It is, but it's still like, you, I mean, if plus you don't it's know like anything world about... Famous. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people that like the show... It's also anyways and have no contact with Native Americans. Is it accurate? Super sad. (laughs) Some of it. (laughs) It's more like it's more like an amalgam of I describe it as a Medea movie. It's an amalgam of native life because it's like they almost put like five different native cultures together for the T V show. It's Mm -hmm. it's not really I think like they did it that way so like everybody could kind of feel like, Oh, that's us, you know. Yeah, yeah. But that one actor is actually from Onondaga, I think. Oh, really? What was it, Mohawk? She might be Mohawk. I don't know. <laughs> but she's around. She's from Iroquois. Yeah. Six Nations, which I think. Can is you, cool. for anybody watching, can you break that down a little bit? Because there's so many people who have no. The Iroquois. 
what's the difference because a lot of people don't know the difference between um confederacy tribe clan people don't understand that so the 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 united states is actually based off of the iroquois confederacy wherein the united states is the whole thing so iroquois iroquois is the whole thing that's the confederacy and it started out as five different nations right that's the the squares and the tree in the middle. You know, Have you ever about. seen the belt? The belt? The Hiawatha belt. Just... You've probably seen it on some signs around. You've for sure seen it. If you've driven anywhere here or Salamanca or anything, you've yeah. seen it. i got to show you that. I feel... It's like right there. You know, Anything native around here usually has the like the belt on there. Hold on, it's loading. It's loading. Let's give it time. But yeah, there's five nations. Okay. Each of those nations came together to form the Iroquois Confederacy. And each of those nations have clans. What are the nations? It goes Seneca, Cayuga, Onondaga, Oneida, and Mohawk. Gotcha. And then Tuscarora came when settlers came, and when they got pushed out of land, they joined the Confederacy. And the Iroquois nation spanned around New York, and Great Lakes areas, you know, Lake Erie and stuff like that. There's mm-hmm. a lot of it is in Canada. And there's a whole res up there called called Six Nations. Mm-hmm. But in each of those nations, there's different clans. Like in Seneca, there's eight. I don't know. Each like like Mohawk has like eel, I think, or something stuff like that. Eel. Yeah. So Interesting. <laughs> What I mean, are I know nothing about it, but um, what are the Seneca? We'll just focus. What are the Seneca? The Seneca clans? is divided up into birds and animals. Mm-hmm. So the birds are the heron, hawk, the snipe, and um, deer. Deer's, I don't know why. Some people say it's because it was like it was a kill deer. Mm-hmm. Other people call it or think it's just deer mm-hmm. because it jumps. You know what I mean? And then the animals were the wolves, beavers, turtles, and bear. And the way they came up with these different things is like there's eight different families in the Seneca. Hmm. And then they had the mothers of those families. They had them go out and the first animal that they see when they walked out of their house would be what represented their family. You follow? Imagine the people that walk out and see a bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, sometimes I wonder. I, and you walk out. And this see is a kind of a stupid like, thought, but I, mean, I wonder if like one of them walked out and all they saw was like a chipmunk, and they're like, "No, it was a bear. It was bear. totally a bear." <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yep. But um, definitely a bear. But yeah, those are the different families, and the way it works is when some. Like, say, I'm Wolf Clan. If one of my family members dies, the other clans pick up the slack so the Wolf Clan can mourn. Hmm. You know what I mean? Hmm. Because it was kind of like falling apart because people would die, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's kind of Thank you. how it goes. You know what I mean? I don't know how many people know about it. but A lot of people don't know, don't know that. Like, somebody... Like you get a lot of the uh, okay. So how often? How often do you do you hear? 
I'm I'm Indian. My great great grandmother was a Cherokee princess. It's I didn't realize how common that was until like my dad was pastoring the church on the res and all that, and we'd go around and be like, "Oh, you're down there on the reservation? You know, my great great grandma was Cherokee." They'd say it, or and I was just like, "There's so much wrong with." What you have just said. Yeah. <laughs> First off, there's no. But then, then people, would, <laughs> then people would change it up, and they'd be like, "Oh, I'm Native American." We're like, "Oh yeah, what, what, what tribe?" I'm like, "You're Koi. Get out. Get <laughs> <laughs> stupid tribe. Stupid. Like, come on. <laughs> That's good stuff. I, mean, I get all that sort of thing where it's like, "Oh, you're Native American. You like summon the rain and." Okay, All but then story. you do stuff. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, here's the story. Here's the story. Here we go. <laughs> we gotta, he, he convinces me to come over. We're, we're going to take a hike. We're going to walk out behind his house. We're, we're walking, just traipsing through the snow and the mud. and Dragging our dogs. Dragging the dogs, I mean, further and further and further into the land. We come upon a river, and he's just, he's a little ways ahead of me, you know, and I'm just like huffing and puffing and going through there, and I look up, and I see him, and he just stops at the river, looks back at me, looks back at the river, just points at the sky, and as he points, an eagle just flies over like so close like you can see every detail every feather just right over us and he goes mm. and just, just keeps i'm just like like the most native thing i've ever seen in my life oh, and God. then you're gonna go around and be like, i don't know why they think we talked to we got summon eagles or anybody like, because you literally summoned i, I walked up i saw it coming. i was like hey josh josh, josh deep look. in the heart of the reservation territory like it in his amazing. mind, I was wearing a loincloth and standing on a rock, like, <laughs> like a spear I was, like, and ripped and everything, yeah. you know, got a war paint on me. You know? <laughs> oh my god, it was just like, whoa. <laughs> he was just so nonchalant. Like the timing of like he just stops walking and just point. Like, like I didn't want to scare you, you know. It was just like that's cool. Never again could that possibly happen. <laughs> like it was amazing. And then you got this guy that. Hits an eagle with the bus. <laughs> so sorry. I told that story on the podcast. Did I really? Did he? Yeah, you did. Oh, my gosh. I that was which sad. One was. I teared up. I cried on it. You killed America. I didn't mean to. <laughs> Just like the white man. <laughs> I bring the eagle. He kills it. I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm did kidding. you know that Benjamin Franklin wanted the turkey to be the national bird? Because well, he's bald a crazy eagles, man. Eagles are crazy. But bald eagles are known to steal eggs from other birds' nests, so he didn't want that to be representative. It's very not nice. Not nice at all. It's not nice. What are turkeys known for? Tasting delicious. They're what dry. Are actually, known I actually for? hate turkeys. They go, turkeys dry. I hate turkeys. turkeys That's what so dry. <laughs> not my turkey. Well, your turkey's all right. Oh, it's it's good for turkey. <laughs> it's good for. I'd rather have chicken. Is what I'm saying though. Oh, chicken! Is chicken like, can be the driest thing ever. Could be, but you have less of a chance. But turkey, turkey is, is ten like, times drier. Yeah, Give me some of that dark meat. 
dark meat turkey, bro. Why'd you look at me when you said that? <laughs> <laughs> Listen. If we were ever in a life, like a life or death situation, and you died, on you know, God forbid, but if it happened, if you both died at the same time, and I had to choose one of you to eat, I'm totally eating Brian first. Be the dark meat. On the I don't think it's a dark light thing. I think it's just. I don't know. He hates you me. Just look like you, would, <laughs> you just look like he tastes better. I don't, is that a weird thing to say? Probably. I don't know. But coming weird. from a fat man, <laughs> I would eat you first. So, you know, just it's, keep that uh, in the back of your mind if you're ever <laughs> stranded somewhere. Uh, I'm drowning just myself know, in water. You, you will provide nourishment. We will keep going because of you. <laughs> That's so weird. Make dude. sure it is really, really eat. weird. I, don't I will like bury that. myself until yeah. you can't get me. <laughs> I will literally have a heart attack next to a hole I just dug. So that you... Anything else we want to bring up or ask? I think this has been pretty cool. Yeah, it's I don't been, have any... um, an enjoyable time. I'm pretty sure I'd make it all the way up to a mountain lion. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh right, 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 right. right. Kill, uh, I'd say when we ask people these questions, I say right off the bat, let's get rid of the rat because nobody's saying, "Oh, I can't beat a rat." Like, yep. but if it's Master trying Splinter? to kill you and you're scared of if them, it's a, okay, if we have a lady on, we can go back to asking rat. Okay. I don't think any self-respecting man is going to be like, "I couldn't make it past a rat." Okay. No. Okay. I say we start with like a, the dog, the house cat. Even a house cat. House cat, dude. Unless it's my, like jacked, like my house cat is PCP like, injections in the spot like, or something. I mean, if it gets your eyes first, you're mm. Mm. there's no there's no making mm. it out of there. I'm sorry. So, but do- then, a dog. No, you're weaponless. Just your bare hands with a dog. Pit bull, eighty pounder. You've got it. I got it. Next up from that, mountain lion. You have oh, a that's knife. A tough, that's a tough one. And I think I'm. I think I'm walking away, not unscathed. In right. fact, barely hanging on. Right, right, right. But you just got to make it out of the room. room. I'm making it out of Alive. the room. No, you can you die later. Kill the animal. Right, right, right. You got to get past it. Doesn't I'm going to look like Tarzan walking out of that room with it on my back and just scream. <sighs> According know? to the TV shows I've seen, Tarzan is white, so <laughs> you're going to look like Mowgli. I'm gonna look... <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the wrong Indian. <laughs> <laughs> Is it though? <laughs> oh, here we go. But I'm just um, not, dude, I'm totally. That's what I'm going to look like. I'm totally going to I'm hoisting that thing and dropping it, breaking it back. Okay, any, you know. Um, black bear. It's mad. It's trying to kill you. You're dead. I'm dead. Medium-sized gorilla. <laughs> Medium- I mean, that you gorilla, have two knives. That gorilla is losing an arm. But no, two knives. <laughs> I don't know that two knives and maybe a two hundred and fifty pound gorilla who's very mad and wants you to die. I mean, no, I still. I'm getting a I good shot be... in with that gorilla. No. Okay, animals off the table. Me trying to kill you. I think... also have two knives. Oh, <laughs> okay. And I think you we're both dying. dying. <laughs> Just simultaneous double Just stab. Both, yeah. <laughs> you no, know, bro. You'd make it out. You know why? Why? I'd let you kill me. If Would it was me really? or you. I'd want it to be if really poetic where we kill you, each other. Like, if it friend. was me <laughs> or you, you, know you, you just got to make me one promise, bro. 
What's that? Two promises, bro. What's that? Probably at least three promises, bro. <laughs> Number one. What? You gotta live your life to the fullest. Okay. okay. Number two. Number two. You're gonna have to <laughs> to eat all the things I would have eaten. Like it just I feel like I'd leave a, a real hole in the ecosystem. <laughs> but <laughs> number three, you'd have to you'd have to take care of my family. For sure. Okay. For sure. Then yeah. Yeah. I would be like all right, all right. let you kill me. But what about me? If it was me and you <clears throat> I gotta <clears throat> And that's the end of the bus. <laughs> you're going down, bro. <laughs> I'm literally ending it right there. Wait, wait, wait. No, I'm just I got. I can't end it um, without saying how like appreciative of my family. Absolutely. You know, and even like my family that's not Christian. I had a really solid foundation in them. You know, not like literally every single one of my uncles on both sides have some sort of virtue. Where it's just like, now that's a man that you can model yourself after. You know, there's some aspect of them. You know, they're a hard worker. They're, you know what I mean? They they work right. with their hands or like they're they're really funny or something. You know what I mean? And they're really kind, stuff like that. And like a lot of um, my family that's not Christian, they provided me with a lot of the escapes that I had to get away from drugs and alcohol. Right. Like racing and like hockey and stuff and sports and lacrosse and all that, you know? Yeah. Whereas like, I don't really think, like, yeah, I got a lot of like, don't do that. You better not do that from church. But it was never like, a, here, do this instead. It was like, don't do that. Now go over there. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, I I I got the don't do that and then I went home and I was like here let's go work on a race car. Mm. You know what I mean? I always had something to do with my hands and I was, I'm very appreciative of that in my family especially. For sure, man. You got a lot of solid people in your family. I've oh, met yeah. a lot of your family. I like I like your family quite mm-hmm. a bit. Thanks, buddy. Especially your dad. I like your dad quite a bit. Mhm. I never met your dad before. No. I've only met your siblings and your mom and you. That's you should come all over sometime. Huh? You should come over sometime. It'd be quite the culture shock. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I just had to get that out, you know. Well, for sure, man. Anybody have anything? Shout out to anything my bro. Camo. No, I don't know. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Kirk, for not coming. Now Shout that, out to now my that little you, sis and big Kirk, sis. Now that Kirk. now that Kirk hasn't been here, I realize I'm glad. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to show him that. Way worse. Kirk doesn't even listen to this podcast. Yeah, anyway, so I'm just kidding. Right. My he uncle listens doesn't. to it. Yeah, that's cool. Pretty cool. He grows me on it. He wants us. He wants to go over like politics. Here's the thing: it's back to shenanigans. So we already have. One taboo subject, which is religion, right? Mm-hmm. Can you mix both taboo subjects, politics and religion, the two things you're not supposed to talk about? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. It's I don't kinda... know. That's like the unanswerable. I wonder if I look like a crazy conservative to a lot of my family. I think I do. I would consider 
a specific, like a planned, slightly political podcast. I actually wanted to have Brother Mike on to tell his story, and you know, like, at some point, there'd probably be politics unavoidable in that one. Yeah. So maybe we'll do it on that one. That'd it could be, be cool. fun. That could be fun. That, that Honestly, cool. if we're all he still alive at the end of it. And then we'll all just look at him like... <laughs> if we're all still standing at the end of it, that could be a fun one. That could be fun. I, I think we should We should start inviting more people onto the podcast, yeah. I think. I mean, I think one. he's got a really interesting story, so like, I'd yeah. love to hear... You know, like being in the biker gang. We should have one where it's just like Joanna, Michelle, and like Leah or something. Where's your hand? (laughs) (laughs) Your hands are warm. Uh, Yeah, they are. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) I'm going to cut probably a good whole ending. (laughs) That's because this is ridiculous. That was weird. Um, That was some white people stuff. (laughs) On that note. You've never um, I had a lot of fun. Let's Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed the <laughs> of today's podcast, then let some other people know, and you could like it, and then subscribe to it, and then click the bell, and then when we upload another amazing episode, it'll come up on your phone and say, hey, there's another one, and you can be like, sweet. Another one not to listen to. I'm just kidding. No. I feel okay. like our families, that's what they... <laughs> like, when I share, I I'm so excited. I'm so excited when like, I share the link and stuff like that. And they don't even respond. I'm just like, oh, yeah. that is brutal. Ouch. I feel the love here, guys. <laughs> but my family's probably like, we already know your story. Shut up. <laughs> right. Anyways, it's been good. It's been real. Peace. It was a good one. Be on to you. That's the end. Come back next week when we talk about other things.